Welcome into A to Z Sports. Uh, I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham in Dallas. We are powered by BetMGM. Make sure you follow us all over social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, to watch us weekday mornings at 8 Central Time. And also on Instagram and TikTok, we're Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Uh, let's thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the pulse of fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room, mandu.com. Your first workout is free. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai, find your new ride in Lebanon. Simply go to wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Calvin and Settle for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings. They are at calvinandsettle.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Zach, it happened yesterday. Uh, I thought I thought there might be an opportunity uh, for Des Fitzpatrick to make this team, but he did not. Des Fitzpatrick, rookie fourth-round draft pick, the most notable cut that the Titans made on cut-down day, along with Mason Kinsey, fan favorite. Uh, Makai Sargent, another fan favorite, is on the initial 53-man roster. The Titans kept seven wide receivers, 13 defensive backs, uh, a bunch of offensive linemen. Uh, they kept both Logan Woodside and Matt Barkley because of the COVID situation. We might talk about the COVID situation here a little later on in this show. But Zach, Dez out. He's didn't make it to the month of September as the 109th pick overall in the 2021 draft. What was your initial reaction to hearing that Des Fitzpatrick was done. Maybe I don't need to tr cover training camp because I was one for one. You were 0 for one and you watched all the practices. That's what I thought. I just thought, I, I thought there was a chance that <laughs> J-Rob would just say, you know what? This guy needs a little more time. They got a COVID situation. He can make the initial 53. But what do you know? Something I also predicted on Friday during Buck, Luke, and I's roster projection special show is that I said it wouldn't surprise me if something crazy like Cam Batson making the 53 happen. Well, no, you, you don't know? get that credit. You don't get that credit. That, because you said you predicted that Des Fitzpatrick would make this football team. You don't get a backheaded correct. You got it wrong. So don't try to get away into that. Zach, don't I'm try not to denying your way into on. that. No, 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 no. I'm no, not no, denying no, no. that I got the Des Fitzpatrick. Well, then don't do don't try to BS your way into trying to say you're correct because on Monday no, you didn't Zach, say I'm, that. Zach, so your 53 Zach. man roster predicted doesn't They're count. They're separate. They're separate. Well, I no, got it does. I got Des. I got Des. Your final prediction was that Des Fitzpatrick would make the team. Cam Bassett would not. The opposite happened. You asked me my opinion of what I thought. That's what I thought. I'm not saying that I'm not wrong. But you do that I was, every time. When I tell no, you I you're wrong, you, you're like, oh, wrong. well, there was, you know, four weeks ago, I actually did say that. It doesn't matter. Oh, come on. What matters is Desmond Patrick is not on the team, and I thought they would go with experience. That was my, my, my rule of thought. And I said, Cam Batson, they put packages in for that guy last season. There's not a complete turnover in the offensive uh coordinating room i know arthur smith has moved on to atlanta but todd dowling D dowling said he, he was there yeah, last he, year he yeah. saw how they they put in the game plan and so I, I thought they would keep cam batson and from all the reports again i was more of an outsider this training camp des fitzpatrick was way too wishy-washy he was way too up and down for their liking ends up he didn't make the team We'll talk about the repercussions and the, the the pick and the sacrifice of all the picks to get Dez, but it's not a good look for the Titans to cut uh, a fourth-round pick before he even actually gets an opportunity to suit up in a regular season game. Yeah, so the situation is, and I'll just go ahead and read, the Titans kept seven wide receivers, and then Racing McMath, uh, technically the eighth that's on the COVID list, but I don't think you're allowed to cut somebody on the COVID list because it's, hey, you're sick with COVID and you get fired. So I, I don't necessarily think that's a possibility because they don't count towards the roster anyway. So we'll see what happens with Racing McMath whenever he comes off the COVID list. But the seven wide receivers, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Chester Rogers, Marcus Johnson, Josh Reynolds, Cam Batson, and Nick Westbrook Akine. So those are the seven, and Des Fitzpatrick could not make it into that now that the Titans have kept more wide receivers than they have in recent history. 
So that tells you a lot. And it also, it's a crazy roller coaster of an offseason for the Titans wide receiver group because we spent the months of February and March and early April freaking out about how there was nobody behind A.J. Brown. They signed Josh Reynolds. You're like, it's a one-year deal, under $2 million bucks. He might be a nice number two, but big risk because there's nobody behind A.J. still. Then in the draft, you're thinking, okay, second-round pick, you have to go get one of these wide receivers. Third-round pick, go get a wide receiver. It didn't happen. They waited until pick 109 to move up to go get Des Fitzpatrick. And then they draft Racy McMath, who's a project wide receiver, more of a special teams guy at this point in his career. And so you're thinking, it's all panic. Then the Julio Jones trade happens. And then Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers actually show up to be pretty damn good in training camp. And so now you're at the spot where you have seven wide receivers. And I think you can be confident in these seven wide receivers that doesn't include your fourth round draft pick. It's just a crazy roller coaster of emotions for Titans fans following this wide receiver group all off season. Well, lesser players heading into training camp played above Des Fitzpatrick. And at the end of the day, you prove your value and you prove your worth on the practice field, especially the Titans had never seen Des Fitzpatrick in person practice that consistently because he just got drafted so this was their first time to really get their hands on him and their eyes on him to see how he performed I also said on Monday and again I don't know the interiors because they don't let us into that building but I would like to know what his above the shoulders right above the shoulders what that was and so I I I don't know what he was like in the classroom. That's very, very important in the NFL because they throw a lot at you. And this is not the traditional NFL. This is the COVID NFL. So I I think that's important. And we do know that the Titans did throw a lot uh, at Des Fitzpatrick from a mental playbook standpoint of having him learn all three wide receiver positions. And I think that slowed him down. And this, I'm not making an excuse. I'm trying to tell you like how I saw it happen with Des Fitzpatrick. Is that I thought he made pretty solid progress from rookie minicamp in early May through the May and June OTAs in minicamp. I thought he was him and Racy McMath both were making solid progression. Then when the pads came on, when everything got thrown at Des Fitzpatrick, he locked up. He got in his head and he couldn't get out of it. And he had drops, and then those started stacking up the bad days instead of the good days uh, for Des Fitzpatrick and him getting called out after that first preseason game where he was the dead last wide receiver to get on the field was a bad thing. Mike Rabel said he had to do, quote, a lot. to He had to see a lot from Des Fitzpatrick. He caught a touchdown that was teed up for him in, in game number two. Then he dropped the touchdown in game number three. If he catches that touchdown, maybe things are different, but he didn't. He dropped it just like he did throughout the month of August, dropping plays and dropping the ball. So Des Fitzpatrick is gone. So let's well, ask I, I want to say this. Yeah. I want to say this based on that point. This is what coaches have to figure out in football. Sometimes guys don't practice as well as they play. And when the light turns on, maybe they're better than what they say day in and day out. Maybe it's the opposite, right? So I, I think that is another thing that coaches have to figure out about players and not be quick to judgment. They gave Des Fitzpatrick plenty of opportunity. And because he dropped that that touchdown pass in the game, I know he caught one, but that kind of showed you that he didn't turn it all the way on during the game. He wasn't one of those guys. So I thought that was important that they needed to find out, and obviously they did. He was the he, he was the same guy in the game that he was in the practice. Is it would not he, very good. <laughs> yeah, and that he might make a play here and there because at the the Tuesday after he caught that touchdown pass in Tampa in practice, he burned Christian Fulton for like an eighty yard touchdown catch from Ryan Tannehill. So you saw a good thing there, and you started to think maybe he's got it going and maybe he can save a spot, but he couldn't. So let's ask you guys this question, and then I will update on and just kind of revisit what the Titans did to give up for Des Fitzpatrick to trade for him in the draft. But the question's simple. How do you feel about the Titans uh, cutting rookie wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick? How do you feel about the Titans cutting rookie wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick? Real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute. 
boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, and that basically happens, it doesn't matter how old or young you are, you're going to get hurt doing something because that's how life is. Make sure you know who to go to, who to trust when you have that injury. That's the Bone and Joint Institute. Again, boneandjointtn.org. They have over a dozen physicians there at their Franklin's uh, facility that specialize in literally anything that can happen. Anything that can go wrong with your body, any injury you can get, they've got a specialist there to fix it, and they streamline the process. Everything is under one roof for your convenience at boneandjointtn.org. It is Sports. We're powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. You get a hundred or hundred times ten is you sit there and you get a thousand. That's quick math on air. We don't we don't usually do, but a thousand dollars risk free bet for new users. Code ATOZ Sports. Download the app today. All right. So the question is, how do you feel about the Titans cutting rookie wide receiver Dez Fitzpatrick? So uh, I, Stacy says Isaiah Wilson and Dez. I don't. You do not put those two guys in the same conversation because Isaiah Wilson was a complete bum of a human being and didn't try. Dez Fitzpatrick was pressing and got into his own head. So that's not fair to Dez Fitzpatrick personally to put him in that. Baffer says Kinsey will make the make a make a team long term. Maybe. Uh, let's see. Uh, Anthony says John Robinson's draft picks are very boomer bust. You're right. It's not a big deal now, but as the bust starts stacking up, it could matter soon. So we'll talk more about John Robinson here later on. Max asked, any chance the Titans signed Des Fitzpatrick to the practice squad? Yeah. If he clears waivers by 11 o'clock central time today, the Titans can put him on their practice squad, their 16 man practice squad. And that could happen. And so, I don't think anybody's really out there like drooling over Dez Fitzpatrick on the waiver wire. So there is a chance that happens. Uh, Ken says, didn't give up a lot to get Dez. It's not like they gave up a second round pick for a broken player. Well, I'll, I'll read what the Titans gave up for Dez Fitzpatrick. They traded up. They have sent picks to the Panthers. They sent a fourth round pick, a fifth round pick, and a seventh round pick to move up to get Dez Fitzpatrick. That is really two picks and a pick swap. So three total picks to go up and get Des Fitzpatrick, which is two other opportunities to draft players who could contribute. And I think a lot of Titans fans who are also Vol fans look at Trey Smith and what he's doing with the Chiefs, starting for the Chiefs, thinking the Titans could have drafted Trey Smith with one of those picks they gave up for Des Fitzpatrick. Now, there's a lot to go into that that's nuanced with the unknown about Trey Smith's medicals and the unknown if the Titans got their hands on Trey Smith's medicals like they did with Caleb Farley. But again, the point is two players they could have had, but they gave up on two possible draft picks to get that and to go up to get Des Fitzpatrick and the guy did not make the team. So it's tough. It's tough. It is a tough pill to swallow for John Robinson. So Zach, how do you feel about the Titans cutting Des Fitzpatrick? Well, it's definitely a missed opportunity, right? Like, um, I always go back to that third round in the draft because if you look overall of what they were trying to do, the tight ends eluded them. So they got desperate, I think, in their ability to draft a wide receiver and they reached on Des Fitzpatrick. They obviously, that has been solidified that they reached. They didn't let him come to to them, and they 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 whiffed on it. They I, I don't know if it's a lack of homework, a lack of scouting, um, but you, it shouldn't happen this quickly. I, I think I think that is the head scratching thing. I mean, when was the last time we've been covering this team for a long time? You know, fourth round pick get, doesn't make the team. Uh, I want and. This is, I, I, I might be right, but I might be wrong. <laughs> I want to say Angelo Blackson, uh, who was a defensive lineman out of Auburn, initially did not make the team, maybe back in like the 2013, 2012 draft, something like that. He ended up sticking around for a couple years, but part of me uh, remembers that Angelo Blackson, fourth round draft pick, didn't make the team initially uh, after his first cuts. But I mean, I don't know about that, but. Uh, a fourth round, fourth round picks usually make the team, and that's the painful thing here, uh, is that he didn't. He didn't make it to September. Today is September first, and it's not only was he a fourth round draft pick, 
He was the fourth pick in the fourth round. He was a high fourth round draft pick. You took him ahead of wide receivers like Amon Ross St. Brown, who the Lions took three picks later out of USC. Uh, there were some, there were still really good players at that position on the board in tight ends. Also on the board, Jalen Darden, who the Bucks drafted, uh, who was making a lot of plays and playing a lot of snaps in that uh, preseason game a couple weeks ago. Uh, Tylen Wallace, who is a deep threat speed guy out of Oklahoma State. I mean, there were several notable name wide receivers that the Titans took Des Fitzpatrick over and traded up to go get him in the fourth round. It's it's very confusing. So. We can well, and, and on Angelo Blackson, because I just looked that up, he had two and a half sacks in his first year. <laughs> so maybe he made the team. I, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, no, but- I, 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 I don't know either. But it they didn't have a lot of fourth round picks, as you said. They just in the history of the Titans. That well, John Robinson has traditionally traded away his fourth round. Yeah, pick. that's nuance. Well, he should have traded that one away. The, yeah. the desperate Patrick. Well, he did trade one away to go get him. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the issue. But, but I think that. I don't know. I think that's the sobering feeling. And especially Austin because it's wide receiver. We'll get to look, I think both we had two tweets yesterday, one from you and one from me that got a lot of response that we'll talk about because people just had opinions on them. But I look at, at what happened and I'm just like it doesn't feel right. Like a wide receiver like that should not be cut that quickly. But yeah, and so- he didn't earn it. He didn't granted he didn't earn the spot. And you never saw a sense of urgency. Like you never really saw a sense of, oh, sh- bleep, I- I've got to go do something to make this team from Des Fitzpatrick. It it looked like it was a lot. It, maybe he was like coasting. I don't know. I'm just, from my observations, maybe he thought he was fine and he was coasting through the early I don't uh, know, but, but when, there was never a, Mike Vrabel starts talking about you. No, I'm talking about before then. I'm talking about okay. before then. Before then, maybe he was like chilling and didn't think his you know ass was on fire. But then you never really saw him jump into it and immediately just go out there and work his tail off. Like I, I don't think he was a lack of work ethic. I just think he locked up and got inside his own head and was pressing and could never get out of it. And I think they tried to tee up a touchdown for him in Tampa to help him out. Maybe that could have been a, a freeing play that gets him into it. And you saw it the next day in practice on when he caught that touchdown from Tannehill, but the consistency was never there. He just doesn't look explosive. There's nothing special about his athleticism, you know, and, and I guess that's kind of what it was that you, you saw what he was and you saw, and really it's a credit to Chester Rogers, Marcus Johnson, Cam Batson, and Nick Westbrook and Kine. Like those four guys really made a big difference in this. And well, those, was, those guys made the team. And I yes. know I'm, they actually made the team, though. Right. They earned the right to be on the team. And just because you're a fourth round pick, I think John Robinson showed, and I think most general managers would say this if you don't earn to be on the team, and you, I mean, first round picks, I know the Isaiah Wilson thing is unique, but like, those guys are just kind of automatic. You've spent too much draft capital on those guys just to cut them. A fourth-round pick in the eyes of an NFL general manager, actions speak louder than words, and John Robinson's actions say you're not given a spot just because you're drafted in the fourth round. Uh, well, Miles says if Kenzie makes the team, who gets cut in that place? He was on the bubble. Kenzie did not make the team. So like, Mason Kenzie was never going to make this team because he was just behind Charles Rogers and Cam Batson in that uh, wide receiver room and other players as well. Like NWI was making this team. Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers and Cam Batson really earned the Chester spot. Chester Rogers was good. From what I saw from, from afar, he was a guy that that earned his spot. Right, I think Titans fans were excited about him, and and they felt like he was going to make it. Yeah, yeah. Michael says, "Who gets cut for McMath? McMath gets cut for McMath when Racy McMath comes off a COVID list. Racy McMath will be waived, sent to waivers, and then hopefully, in the Titans' mind, I think they would claim him on their practice squad. So that's that's what I would just think uh, that could happen there. So seven wide receivers is what the Titans were going to keep." Because they had seven legitimate wide receivers, and Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, Cam Batson, and NWI all 
help you on special teams where Julio, AJ, Josh Reynolds are not? Well, for the first time in a very, 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 very long time, the Titans are not tight end heavy. Well, and I was talking to somebody yesterday in a meeting, Zach, and I was like, normally it's like, do the Titans have to keep five wide receivers? Yeah. Because that fifth guy is really not that good, but they but they kind of need to keep the numbers, right? Now it's like, man, they're cutting number eight. Number eight, in my opinion, was probably Mason Kinsey. Yeah, Mason Kinsey was a pretty good eighth wide receiver. You know why? <laughs> why? The reason why is because Ryan Tannehill can utilize wide receivers. Marcus point. Mariota. Jake Locker, Vince Young. Uh, I know that there was a year of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Clipboard Jesus, Zach Mettenberger. All of those guys could not use wide receivers. They didn't know how to. So that's the difference. And that's been the shift. John who left, went to New England. They decided not to replace him because they felt that uh, that Brian Tannehill utilizes wide receivers better than anybody that has been on this franchise since Steve McNair. Yeah. Now real quick, Evan says, Austin, how do you feel about Joe Milton with the Vols? You'll find that out Friday morning (laughs) when we react to that game uh, Friday morning for Tennessee and Bowling Green. Okay. So let's talk about the John Robinson side of this thing. I will time out. I'll give everybody bitches at me because they think that I just bitch at you. Austin got that correct. He called that a long time ago that Joe Milton would be the starter. So that was a little side. I'm going to give him a compliment. I, that was correct. I remembered I, I mean, that. Again, I, that's that's me having conversations with people at lunch at SEC media days. But again, I got, you know. Well, you were at practice and you thought Desert Patrick was going to make the team. So well, it's just because the I, world's I thought, weird. I thought a fourth, <laughs> fourth round pick because of the COVID situation, because they had nine extra spots. I thought he'd make it initially. I um, thought Mason Kinsey could make it initially because of the extra spots, but they decided to keep 13 DBs. <laughs> anyway, let's let's talk about the 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 John Robinson side of this conversation. There's we got an A or B question for you guys. Do you credit John Robinson for cutting Des Fitzpatrick, or do you criticize him for making the pick? I love this question. You give them credit for cutting. You have to pick one, guys. Him. You or have to criticizing for J Rob. Like, I kind of do both. You know, I, I, I kind of like this and I like a little salt. I like a little pepper. No, that's not how this is going to work. So, yes. So it's one or the other. Like you can feel both, but you have to say, I think more of cut or more of criticize because oh, of the pick. So here it comes. Uh, I know. Coming in there. I, by the way, Evan, I hope you have that little guy saved in your notes and you, and you copy and paste when you need it because I love that little like. What's up? They need a full emoji emoji of that. Well, they they kind of do, but they do. But I like that. I like the characters better. I like using the parentheses better, but it's really hard to do. You got to copy. I like human emojis. I don't don't use a lot of human emojis. No, give me the smiley faces all day. Okay. So here's the question. You guys are rolling in with some comments, but first act, tell everybody about Calvin and Subtle. Yeah. Calvin and Subtle is where you need to go to get your hardwood for 615-448-6414. Look, I'm, I'm in an Airbnb in Dallas. I mean, I'm just saying they need some new hardwood floors and they should call Calvin and subtle. I look, they may have, it'd be a special, it'd be a specialized, but Calvin subtle does have some reach. Maybe not all the way out here in Dallas, but they do have some reach. And that includes Clarkville, Lebanon. It, you go to if you're in Nashville, Spring Hill, Columbia, Gallatin, Goodlitzville. I mean, they have you covered. If you're in the middle Tennessee area, Calvin and subtle knock on wood. If you're with me, everybody's like, oh, they, in this complex, I'm I'm a little loud, but they're going to have to deal with me for another 45 minutes, and they're going to have to deal with Calvin and Subtle at 615-448-6414. BetMGM, they are the title sponsor of our morning show, so make sure you download that app, use our code ATOZ Sports, and you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with your first deposit and your first bet. That's promo code ATOZ Sports. Uh, for a risk-free bet up to 1000 bucks, first deposit, first bet. It's a great way to jumpstart that bankroll with college football in the NFL on the horizon. It's it's a lot of fun. A to Z Sports Picks was yesterday. They got some picks out there. So go back and watch that where you're watching now uh, from yesterday to give you picks for the college football weekend. And they'll have another show on Friday about that too.
So make sure you download the app. Use code ATOZ Sports when you do. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee and for gambling problem support. Call Tennessee Redline at 1 800 889 9789. Zach, I want you to read the comments from everybody. It's A or B. Do you credit John Robinson for cutting Des Fitzpatrick or do you criticize him for making the pick? Which is it more of? All right, let me scroll all the way back up here. We got a ton of comments. Um, yeah, ton of criticize, comments. No, no doubt, from Steven. Credit him for cutting from Noah. Uh, criticize for trading up and getting him from Kevin. Uh, credit for put, pulling the trigger. Credit from Evan. Uh, criticize from uh, Damari. Uh, look, it's going back and forth. Making the pick from Gregor. Credit for cutting. Credit comes from Clayton. Credit, credit. Uh, I give him credit from Eric credit ethan's criticizing alonzo's criticizing him because he should have picked elijah moore well that you can't do that yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. you can't <laughs> say you you criticize him because he took des fitzpatrick 109 when he should have taken elijah moore at 22 yeah brandon says criticize credit him from roland credit for cutting from miles david's pleading the fifth <laughs> uh, the, the pick from Mike, credit from Heather. Okay, so look, I got back and forth. I think majority says credit. Austin, yeah. where are you on this? So I am more on the credit for cutting because I think a lot of different things go into why Des Fitzpatrick got cut because a lot of rookies are not ready to contribute in the fourth, especially a lot of fourth round draft picks are rarely ready to contribute out of the gates. Now, Rashad Weaver is a fourth round draft pick. We're not talking about him contributing out of the gate. We're talking about making the team. I, I, I so don't that, get that misconstrued. I'm not getting that misconstrued. I'm making my point here. I'm talking and making my point. So thanks. But Des Fitzpatrick was not ready to be a contributor. But I think why I credit John Robinson for cutting him is because one, John Robinson continually shows he's not afraid to admit when he's wrong. He's going to be talking to the media this afternoon. He will probably do something like that, like he did with Kevin Dodd, like he did with Vic Beasley, like he did. I don't think you'll get as emotional. No, no, no he's not going to get nearly emotional as the Kevin Dodd situation because that thing was a year plus of a lot of frustration. And look, they liked Kevin Dodd, the human being. It's just the Kevin Dodd, the human being, and the football player had a lot of issues going on. But Again, why I give him credit for cutting is because you also have to give John Robinson credit for seeing Marcus Johnson, seeing Chester Rogers, and knowing what they could what they could become in signing those two players. And you have to give credit to John Robinson for trading for Julio Jones. Because if without those three guys, Julio, Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, without those three guys, Des Fitzpatrick's on the team. So I, I think the like that's why I'm giving John Robinson credit for cutting him because he's not afraid to say this guy can't help us right now and these other two Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers can and the Titans are trying to win a Super Bowl. So I think credit for cutting is where I finally land with this. Obviously, he should be criticized for the bad draft pick, but I think he should get more credit for moving on when the time was right to move on. And not hanging on. Because hanging on could be bad. Titans for Life, earlier in the comment section, made a great comment about, if you don't cut Des Fitzpatrick, what kind of message does that send to some of the other guys in the locker room of, oh, well, just because you're drafted the fourth round is the only reason why you're here. And so John Robinson avoids that. And so I think credit for cutting is where I land here. So I I'll bring something up that that – I said yesterday, and I had no idea that it was going to get as much play as it did, but I, I stand by what I said. Uh, I tweeted out, Des Fitzpatrick being cut is a terrible look for the Titans. Julio Jones makes it a little better, but damn. <laughs> trading up to cut a player can't happen. I stand by that. And and, and, I, and, it's a, uh, and so I, my final answer is I criticize yeah. because of that last line. Trading up to cut a player can't happen. And especially in the degree of where I'm not talking about a seventh round pick to a you know to a, a low six or something. I'm not talking about that. I also recognize that the impact of Julio Jones trade that did not help Des Fitzpatrick, but right. you draft players to help your football team. I understand that they realized that he, Des Fitzpatrick could not, but I still criticize the pick. 
I hold John Robinson accountable, probably just like John Robinson holds himself accountable. And I also understand that John Robinson, just like no other human being, can ever be perfect in their personal lives or their career. It's just impossible. We are made of imperfections. He has had plenty of those. He's had a lot of great picks. Derrick Henry being the best running back in the NFL for the last two years in the second round when nobody would draft him in the first is a great effing pick. But he's had some duds or some dots, whatever you want to call them. But Isaiah Wilson, that was a terrible look. And what he just did with Des Fitzpatrick, when, and Austin, this is important, what do we talk about Tannehill? Tannehill changed the scheme of the offense mm -hmm. to wide receiver heavy. You missed. So I criticize. I understand it, right? I understand it, but I still criticize because of what he did. He traded. He sent uh, a fourth, fifth, and seventh round picks to Carolina to climb 17 spots. Let me repeat that. Fourth, fifth, and seventh. 126, 166, 232 to Carolina, a guy who loves draft cap capital, 17 spots to cut a guy. That's a hard pill to swallow. I respect the man for swallowing the pill. Yeah. But I still criticize. Yeah, absolutely. And the the three because you know uh, you do have uh, guys like Cam saying a fourth, fifth, and seventh. That's three players basically cut. That's the problem here. And again, like this is why I feel like I think people have said D D Owen says preach Bingham. Like I think you made great points. I think I made great points, and people agree with both of us. That's why this was a good question. But I think the hindsight of this is so complicated because the Titans have seven wide receivers who made the team, and you're like, yeah. All seven of those guys are going to help this team this year. <laughs> yeah, but they have and three left, less draft picks. <laughs> no, I, I know that. But again, like, again, like right now, the the way the Titans are structured, they don't need eight draft picks in a class. Like right now, they don't. Like and like five years ago, draft guy. I can't believe you're saying that. What's like, the like, life look at your roster. Look, like look, I understand that, and this might burn them. Two years down the road, that's more than the point. Right that's I the point, Zach, Austin. Not, when I, when Julio I, and Derrick Henry are not the same, and and Tannehill, we don't know what's going to happen with his play. You don't think that we're not going to be talking well, about John Robinson giving up a fourth, a fifth, and a seventh to cut a guy? Sure. Are you robbing the future to fix the now? Maybe, but if you win something big in the now, does it matter? And so, like, I, like <laughs> if you win. If you go to a Super Bowl... Not how Bowl, general managers think. Well, I mean, they, they kind of do. Like, they, they kind of have to. But I think the Julio Jones was a robbing the future to go win something now or give yourself a better opportunity to win something now. Like, it's a balancing act. And I think right now, John Robinson is focusing more on the now to get the most he can out of, out of uh, Henry, Tannehill, Julio, AJ being cheap, Simmons being cheap, all these other players that they have, Lawan and his current deal, Saffold and his as he gets deeper into his 30s, Ben Jones, same thing. Like he's trying to swing hard now. And so that so I think Dylan Radens and Caleb Farley are future picks. Those guys are prospects that have high ceilings that have not played a lot of football in the last two years. And so Caleb Farley and Dylan Radens, maybe they help you out and they really have their impact in your two, three, and four rather than year one. So you're, you're, it's a balancing act. And I truly feel like John Robinson is putting so many chips into 2021 that Des Fitzpatrick could not fit. Look, he made the right decision. Absolutely. Yes. Right. He did. Yes. I mean, he, he made the right decision, but God, he gave up a lot to make that right decision. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Paul Allen's fame says, Austin, if you focus on building a good future, you should always be competitive. I'm glad the Titans have a chance at the Super Bowl, but damn, the future will be filled with expensive free agents. Well, Maybe, the good thing is uh, the salary cap's going up. Salary cap's going up uh, a lot because TV Unless money is you about know, COVID 2022, which uh, forget I said that. I don't want to jinx anybody because I'll that my shade will get to that later. 
Well, Carlos says not every pick is Derrick Henry. Well, I think if Dylan Radins, a second round pick, turns out to be the Derrick Henry, then that's fine. If if Dylan Radins takes until his second or third year to really start doing something, then okay, because you might have to replace some of your thirty year old offensive linemen uh, who are expensive moving forward. And well, so, uh, so this is this is another thing. Uh, John Robinson, if you look at the history of the Titans in general. I always criticize his first round picks because he doesn't sign them to to second contracts. Always, he's he's done that very few times. Yeah, that will always be a. I will always be critical of that because that's the reason why you draft in the first round is to re-sign a guy and have him be your franchise. He hasn't traditionally done a lot of that since he's been general manager, but he has found value in second, third, and fourth rounds and fifth. And fifth, right? And so that's, I think, also why my opinion is the way that it is, is based on his experience. He is a good judge of player in those rounds. Now, this one was not good. And you hate that he gave up what he had to give up to cut him. But I think that's why it stings a little bit more because of the good quality that he has in picking quality players at lower rounds. Agree. All right, Zach, you mentioned your tweet that got a lot of play yesterday. Now let's talk about my tweet that got a lot of play yesterday dealing with the jersey number 10. Should the Titans get rid of jersey number 10? But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. One 15-minute workout at Mandu equals five-plus hours in the weight room. How is that even possible? It's because of the science of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. It is real. It will give you real strength, build that muscle, and also target that hard-to-burn body fat, and you can achieve your fitness goals with Mandu. <clears throat> your first workout is always free at mandu.com. But what they're doing is if you sign up for a package and tell them <clears throat> A to Z Sports sent you, they'll give you 100 bucks off your first month. So check that out. Your first workout's always free. No worries about it. No ties to it. But if you love that first free workout and you sign up, tell them A to Z Sports sent you there. They'll take 100 bucks off that first month at mandu.com. BetMGM, we are powered by that. BetMGM, download the app today. Risk-free $1,000 bet for new users. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. They are the king of sports books, and you can download the app today on your Android or your iPhone in the App Store. All right, Zach. So should the Titans get rid of jersey number 10? Because I, I've been eyeballing this ever since. I'm not going to lie. And I sound like I'm using hindsight today. Ever since I saw Des Fitzpatrick get given the number 10, I go, oh boy. Because the number 10 over the last 15 plus years has been a struggle. Vince Young wore it for five years. Say what you want to say about Vince Young. He was a bust. He was. He, he was a rookie of the year, but he never progressed, and he was a bust. Jake Locker was a bust for four years. Trey McBride was a seventh-round draft pick who practiced really hard and looked good at practice, but never got beyond practice. And he wore it for three years and nothing happened. Adam Humphreys signed a $36 million contract at nine mil per year to be the slot wide receiver and missed more games than he played in because of injury, wore it for two years, and the Titans moved on. And now Des Fitzpatrick takes it right after Humphreys gives it up and goes to Washington. And Des Fitzpatrick didn't even make it to September. Should the Titans bench permanently number 10 and get rid of this? Because all those guys, they had different expectations because they were drafted in different areas. But all those guys I just said fell short of expectations. Right? I'm not a quitter. It sounds like you want to quit. And I don't think. I don't think the Boston Red Sox quit, quit on the I, listen to what I'm saying. I don't think the Boston Red Sox quit on the curse. I think the Cubs won the World Series in 2016. I you don't quit. You try to find the next great number 10. You don't retire. You don't you don't admit defeat. Never admit defeat, even when it comes to a number. You always try to find that net next great thing. I think they eventually will. 
This is a typical case of superstition that, Austin, you are stitious. You are super, am, super, super stitious. I am, I am stitious. no stitious. This is another guy coming up. Draft the right guy. <laughs> right, so, <laughs> That's my advice. So J.R. Lind, who longtime writer in the Nashville, <laughs> in the Nashville area, he quote tweeted me. He said, other franchise notables to wear the curse number 10, going back to the Oilers. Oliver, not Andrew Luck. <laughs> so Oliver Luck wore number yeah, 10. That was not a good Oilers. thing. Uh, Craig, not Terry Bradshaw. Craig Bradshaw wore it. And then prior to Vince Young, the last to wear it was uh, Brent Peace, uh, a scrub quarterback in the strike season. So, I mean, you can go beyond the Tennessee Titans. Thank you, J.R. Lynn. But the number 10 for this Oilers slash Titans organization has never worked out well. It's like it's the opposite of the number 10 in soccer. You give number 10 in soccer to your superstar. Number 10 for the Titans never meets expectations. Don't give it out anymore. Just give it a break. Give it a rest. It's been worn for 15 plus years. Give it a rest and let it reset itself. Let the stank get out of it before you give it to somebody else. I love of the show goes to Stacy and Ruby on Twitter. Uh, the, the age old historic quote from animal house. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> Hell no, it wasn't. It's not over just because Des Fitzpatrick in which three picks were sacrificed. <laughs> It doesn't mean that it's over. So love of the show goes to Stacey and Ruby on Twitter. That was a good right. that made me that made me go back in the the old the, the old time box and think about that. All right. So uh Jeff says Madden curse, nah. That's the 10 curse for the Titans. Alex says, I'm not superstitious, just a little stitches. And so here, let me just take it further because there's there is there's a sequence to this number 10 jinx. Okay. Vince Young wart five years. Jake Locker, four years. Trey McBride, three years. Adam Humphreys, two. Des Fitzpatrick, one. It's done. You've gone from five all the way down to one. It's time to let it air out. It's time to sit it on the shelf, hang it up, and just don't give it out any to anybody. I think if Des Fitzpatrick comes back to the practice squad, he needs to change jersey numbers. That's my feeling on this. If Des Fitzpatrick wants a future with the Titans, he needs to change jersey numbers and and move on from this. I think they should. I think they should retire this. If Des Fitzpatrick wants a future with the Titans. He needs to play better. <laughs> yes, and get rid of number ten again. Like, is it? Do you not? Is there? Are you serious? Like, okay, we've 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 joked, we've laughed. It was good. Do you? Are you serious? Yep. Okay, that, that's ridiculous then. That's Why? How bad. many? How many number ten jerseys do Titans fans have that have some? You realize that that's never going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I know it's never going to happen. Okay, okay. As long as I, never, I'm, I'm the realist here. Well, it's never officially going to happen. It's never like they're never going to like have a press conference like with Eddie <laughs> and Steve and say we're we're retiring nine and twenty seven. No, like the the good thing is if they and have also a, we're going to throw in ten there because we have not had any luck. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, when they retired nine and twenty seven, the the field caught on fire. I don't know what would happen uh, on the field if they actually retired number ten out of bad luck. The whole stadium might blow up. But I, you know, it's or get it's rid of number ten. Bizarro. It goes the other way. Maybe just so there you go. Retire ten, and then the Titans go win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. Look, it's fun to be superstitious, isn't it? I think it's fun for the, to be for the people that are superstitious. I think it's 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 fun. I'm, and I, mean, I get it. Like uh, you know, Aaron saying, "Zach, get over yourself." Superstition in sports is real. I don't doubt that it is real. Like that people do it. I just am more logical. I just think about it as you play to win the game, right? It's, <laughs> it's just simple. <laughs> no, but, because think about this. Like I saw, cause I, the funniest thing is like we put up a graphic on our social media on Instagram and Facebook about my jinx and number 10. And there are fans like, no, don't retire 10. You got to retire 28 first. Like not getting the whole point of this. And 
there are people that are saying like, give it to AJ, give 10 to AJ or Julio. So it breaks the curse <laughs> where you're just asking for AJ and Julio to fall into the curse by something drastic happening to two of the best players you have. So you don't give it, you don't give it to a, a superstar in hopes to break the curse. You let the superstar stay the hell away from Jersey number 10. It, last thing, it makes me think of one of an all-time sports press conference. Coastal Carolina, when the coach is like, I got my bands on. I want dogs. I want dogs. I want cats. <laughs> <laughs> that because that at the end of the day, it's not about the way that you look. I and you know, Austin, I'm more I'm obsessed with jerseys. Like I know more about jerseys than your average Joe. A lot. The 10 and all that stuff, uh, uh somebody needs to break the curse and play better. All right. Well, we'll mark we'll can like that will be one of our things. One of our things will be to monitor the jersey number 10. And what happens moving forward? Because it hasn't worked out since 2006. The jersey number 10 got cursed when Vince Young threw it in the, sh in the stands uh, against, uh, you know, in that one game in 2010. All right, so we'll move on uh, from that conversation. I do want to, I do think it'd be worth it to update uh, what's going on with the Titans COVID list because uh, the season's approaching, right? It's September 1st. First game is September 12th. So I will give you an update on the timeline for Tannehill, Landry, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, and everybody else on the COVID list of when they will be on or off the COVID list at the latest date. But Zach, real quick, tell us about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. It's this simple, whether it's the Sonata, the Elantra. If you talk about the Palisade, that Palisade is sweet. That's what I'm talking about. Wilson County Hyundai, a quick trip down I-40, exit 236. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with a great deal, your perfect ride, your perfect make and model for you and your family. Check out their inventory at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. They have that full-size SUV. They've got deals. Tell them A to Z Sports sent you, and they'll hook you up with an even better deal. Great people out there make you feel comfortable, and that's important when buying a car. That is wilsoncountyhyundai.com. All right, so just to quickly run through this, and then we'll get to throwing shade, but I do think this is good information. Uh, Wes on Broadway uh, came up with this COVID list 10-day timeline. So we know the Titans currently have nine players on the COVID list, uh, and so there are two ways you come off the COVID list. You either have two negative tests within 48 hours of each other or 10 days, right? And that's for vaccinated people. So uh, Mike Vrabel's back in, in, at the office today is what he was saying yesterday. So. Wes gave the 10-day timeline for all the Titans players currently on the COVID list. So Jeremy McNichols and Nick DeZubner uh, went on the COVID list on the 24th. So their 10-day is tomorrow. So hopefully we start seeing these players come off the COVID list uh, tomorrow and then you start to get back to normal when the roster will kind of like balance itself out. Harold Landry should be eligible to come off the COVID list on Friday Ryan Tannehill, Jeff Swaim, and Justin March Lillard should come off the list on Saturday, which would be good news because that gives work. yeah that gives Ryan Tannehill and Harold Landry a full week right before the season opener. Now where it gets dicey, Racing McMath comes off the COVID list on Monday the sixth. Here's the the real important ones: Ben Jones and Nate Davis. So Ben Jones tenth day to be off would be Tuesday the 7th, which is typically Tuesdays or day offs in the season. I'm not exactly how next week practice schedule works because it's, it's the first week. And then Nate Davis is Wednesday the 8th. Week one is the 12th. So where I do think you start to get concerned is if players go on the list today or later. That is where I think the risk of missing week one starts to become a possibility because you start to get closer to that 10 days bleeding into that weekend. And then what are symptoms like? What are their situation like? Are they going to be able to come back and be effective to go out there and play? And so, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right, uh, G-Man. Cut date for Woodside or Barkley uh, is coming up on Saturday when Ryan Tannehill should be eligible to come off the list. But the good news is, 
Tannehill Landry should get a full week of work before week one. I do think there's some concern that you could uh, have with Ben Jones and Nate Davis because they bleed into game week. So that's just what the information wanted to share with the Titans COVID list situation. Yeah, no, well, they're, they're coming back at the right time and they, you know, hopefully they eradicated the virus for the time being in their building, right? And, and from the knowledge that I know, you know, they're testing every day. I mean, they, they're now now all hands on deck to to make sure that they're safe, but also that they can play. <laughs> Maybe more importantly, for sure. So hopefully uh, that hat they can come back and the Titans can deal with, you know, a decent portion of their roster, you know, having COVID preseason and helps them stay through the regular season relatively COVID healthy. Look, things are going to happen, but I, I do think this has a, a forced the Titans to really buckle down quite a bit and, and to get even stronger protocols than what the NFL gave out, uh, you know, to start the season uh, moving forward. So, Zach, it is time for throwing shade. You say you've got shade that happened last night in Dallas? Yeah, you could say that. All right. Let's see what happens with throwing shade. But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the area. Simply go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse. They create extra cash flow for you and your family by renting out your property to others instead of selling it. Selling it's a one-time transaction. That might be great for you. But if you want long-term wealth with long-term equity, Renters Warehouse can help you out. They do all the work, literally all of it. All you do is get paid. That's literally how it works at Renters Warehouse. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go. A to Z Sports are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today, as we talked about. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. They are the king of sports books. Football is back, baby. Tomorrow, college football. This weekend, college football. A week from tomorrow, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Dallas Cowboys and week one of the NFL season. Wow. BetMGM wins you some cash. We've got you covered with A to Z Sports picks twice a week. And that promo code right there, risk-free $1,000 bet for new users. All right, throwing shade here on the show today. I'm just going to go ahead and get Big Ten Jeff's shade out of the way just because he always just you know lingers in the shade. Shade on ESPN for not doing any type of research on Bishop Sycamore and then trying to blame them. It's not hard to figure out that they're a fraud school. Just ask anyone in Ohio if they were good and you would have gotten the response of who shade on ESPN just shows how bad slash poor they have gotten. So the Bishop Sycamore stories act is just bizarro. It's just nuts of how that happens, but it's very entertaining. Uh, but I think these, these high school athletes and kids are being um, exposed and also used uh, for a con scheme. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I think – I actually agree with Jeff. Shade on ESPN for trying to turn it around back on what had happened because that's that, that's what they were saying. And you know what it reminded me of? And there's a viral clip going around where some kids pranked a, a board, like a, it was a government or a school board, by the guy reading out names like Mike Watch, and he didn't even realize it. That's how ESPN got got. And so I, th that's an ESPN problem. They, uh, they need to do their research. It's their broadcast. They put money into it. So yeah. Michael Bishop says, shade on Bishop Sycamore for using Bishop in vain. <laughs> that's a very good there uh, comment. All right, so my shade, Zach, is on a shoe brand that I really like, OnClouds. I don't know if you guys are familiar with OnClouds. It's a great running shoe. I love running in OnClouds. They help my feet. They help my knees. It sounds can, like are they paying you on the no, side? No, they're not. Like I, I really do like the shoe and how it fits. But damn it, they have the worst shoestrings ever created. OnCloud shoestrings, they are the skinniest, smallest like diameter shoestring where they get knotted. If you don't like focus, like I have to sit down and truly focus on untying my on-cloud shoestrings because those shoestrings are so prone to get tangled and knotted that it almost makes me want to cut the shoestrings out of it and go buy some cheap shoestrings from Walmart to put in there. The on-cloud shoestrings suck so bad. 
I cannot stand it. I'm like ripping up my fingernails, trying to get these untied and they're knotted. And it takes me sometimes, no joke. Sometimes it actually takes me up to 10 minutes to get these shoestrings unknotted. And after I go run, I don't want to take 10 minutes to untie my shoes the proper way because of how, how knotted these shoestrings go. It is awful. Great shoe. Worst shoestrings. Worst shoestrings. Can't okay. I, I do know the brand of shoes. Everybody has them, right? Swiss. Like, yeah. They're all over the place. They're all over the place. But the shoestrings are sucky. And I like I I work I run in these, so I need to like tie them every like my other shoes, my daily shoes. I don't tie them; I just slip them on and off. But these, I, I want that tight feel around my foot while I'm running, and so I have to untie them and tie them every time. I would go get you some new shoes. They're the worst, the worst shoestrings. And I will say it for you because I says uh, Joe says first world problems with laughing emoji. I always say we live in a first world country, people. I don't live in a third world country. If I I'm don't gonna, have third world country problems. I have first world country problems. Yeah. If I'm going to pay 130 <laughs> plus bucks for running shoes, I want to make sure that I can, I, they make my life better. And they're, and look, they're great when I run. They have, like I have bad knees and Bobby says he can't just untie them. Dude, I, I, you could like video, you can make a video of trying to untie a double knotted on cloud shoestring and you will struggle with it. I promise you. They are the worst shoestrings ever created. All right, my uh, let's uh, shade from Team Leader 2010 shade for driver not to merge in a lane, which told mile in advance to do so on I 40. So, Team Leader out there, uh, a little road shade. Uh, Dadson says shade on all denying Mac Jones. He earned respect once again for his on field actions. The narrative they chose to push is disgusting. I guess Kane. Kane's saying to learn how to tie a different knot problem solved. It's not about the knot. It's about how tight I tie it because I'm running in it. I want it to I be I think you tight. need to get some new shoestrings. Yes, exactly. But all you <laughs> jokers out here act like I can't untie shoes or tie shoes. No, you're you're missing it. It's about how small and thin the shoestrings are and 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 they're black. Maybe shoestrings. maybe you maybe you need to be a velcro guy. No, I've never had a problem <laughs> in my entire life untying or tying shoestrings until I get to the on clouds and I can't untie them because they're so damn skinny. Velcro. Velcro would be a great nickname for somebody. Hey, Velcro. I I, I think, I don't it's know. It's a very what that, demeaning nickname. Is it? Yes. Velcro could be versatile. Or, or you could call like a cornerback Velcro. Velcro, he, right? See, that's not sticks. demeaning. It, de it depends on, yeah, Perry Dixon says not, not if you're a corner. Yeah, if you're a cornerback and you're, or if you're playing defense in basketball, like if you're playing any type of defense, Velcro would be a good. Now, in my friend group, we don't pick our nicknames, right? Like somebody else picks your nickname. But yeah. I think Velcro would be high on the list. I, I've, I've, I'm now in my, uh, I hate to say this, I'm almost in my mid 30s. So I, I don't have the, uh, I'm not in nickname creation mode. But you never know. I guess you come across people and be like, hey, man, I'm going to name you this. And so maybe I still got a chance. I'll put Velcro in the back pocket. It is 34 still considered early 30s? It's almost mid 40, 30s, not not completely. So here's how I say, uh, you know, if you're 30, you're you're just 30, right? I'm in my your, 30s. That's your, early, your early 30s are 1, 2, and 3. Mid is 5, 6, 7. Late is 8, 9. Then what's 4? That's what I said. One. Oh, you said, yeah, you didn't say that. Oh, no, you're in your mid 30s. I'm almost to my. No, mid you're in your mid 30s. One, two, three is early. That's Four, not what five, you said, six. though. No, I know. I messed up. Four, <laughs> five, six is mid. Seven, eight, nine is late. You're in your mid 30s, Zach. All right. So here's my shade. And I got this at 10 15 last night after a day. I, I, I had a lot of things that I have to do for work. A lot, a lot of responsibility. The last thing that I want to do is how to strategically go get a COVID test. Okay. Ooh. I don't want to go get a COVID, COVID test. I, I feel fine. What, what do you have? Is somebody asking you to? Yes. Who? Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan. Uh. I had tickets to 
really good seats. I'm talking, they cost me uh, a good chunk of change. And I was all set, wanted to go. I, Dave Chappelle's one of my favorite comedians. I feel like he's the Eddie Murphy of our era. Joe Rogan, I, funny. I listen to his podcast when I can. I was excited. He was live at Bridgestone Arena. I was flying back on Friday. I was going straight to, to the show, live at Bridgestone. Big show. Well, they told me, Ticketmaster informed me that I, my, me and my girlfriend had to get COVID-19 tests 48 hours prior. Everybody did. Every single person that attended the show. It is brutal. It's hell. You can't find one. Most of them cost $250 if you want rapid tests. Plus, if I get tested yesterday and I get my results back today, it's outside of the 48-hour window. F the event company that puts on that show. I wanted to boycott, but the co- the tickets cost so damn much, I couldn't just skip out on it. Well, Zach, so, I, I hate to break this news to you. No, well, you're not. You're not. I'm not done. Okay, I'm not done. At ten fifteen last night, Joe Rogan puts out on his social that the show's canceled. I wasted all day yesterday trying to find when I should, and I scheduled one at Walmart drive-through Thursday morning. I finally got one. I didn't know how much it was going to cost me. I didn't know if I was going to get my results back in time before the show at 8, eight o'clock. And then they canceled the effing show. Shade on this entire experience. And I've had the worst luck in concerts. Garth Brooks tried to go to that bad boy however many months ago. <laughs> Postponed. That, that was just last canceled. month. <laughs> Boom. I, 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 it's the worst. The worst luck has been me trying to attend an event because of this effing virus. Gosh dang it. It pisses me off so damn bad. But do not, if you want to do the COVID test or vaccine, that's fine. But don't force everybody to go get an, uh, a COVID-19 test to prove they're negative to get into a arena or a place of business in general. I am so anti that. I think that, that is a, a load of crap. That's what I think about that. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's just kind of the situation. No, it's not kind of the situation. Yeah, you don't need 16,000 people to go get negative tests if they feel completely fine or they're vaccinated, right? All the vax guys out there, you should be carrying your stick right now. You should be fighting against that to say that if you're vaccinated, you should be able to, to show your throw your card up there and get into an arena. But I, no, because the event, and I will say this, the event planners for Chappelle and Rogan probably reside in the state of California. Okay. They, I, I want to get, okay. They, that, but that's what they forced. No, this is unique, Austin. So you're saying that the unique, this part is of not this, every, this is not every place. I just think that what's going on in Nashville right now is, is pretty crazy with the hospitals and the, all the beds are being taken up for COVID positive people. And so I, I think right now it, it's a tough situation where, it's not at a good point right now. So there's a reason why they canceled. Well, they, slash no, they didn't disclose the why they canceled it. Yeah. So I, I you're, you're jumping in conclusions. They didn't disclose why they canceled. I, I'm, I didn't say that. I know the reason I'm just saying, obviously there's a reason why they postponed or canceled. Like, we don't know just, that reason. I, I, I acknowledge that. I'm not saying I claim to know it. I'm just saying that they're, they don't just do, they don't just cancel stuff for no reason, Zach. Like things are canceled for a purpose. Like there's obviously something that some reason why they're canceling it or postponing the date. Like it's not that it's not rocket science. I understand it's not rocket science. I don't believe that every single person has to go spend their hard earned money on top of the $200 ticket to get a COVID test when they're either vaxxed or whatever. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Look, it's just, it's just a crappy time right now. And so hopefully we we can get this back under control. Instead, they were going to set up testing throughout the week. And you don't think that that's going to be a a show. Like again, the, the planners, my shade is on the the event planners of this event. It's not on Joe Rogan. I know how Joe Rogan feels about it. It's not on Dave Chappelle. And I was going to have to wear a mask the entire time anyway, which I was okay doing. I was completely like, okay, doing that. I will follow some rules. 
I am not a rule follower, but I will follow some rules. But I will also bitch about others. And this is what I'm bitching about. Because you, it is tough to go get a COVID-19 test in this town, in your town, Austin, that you're in right now. In I'm Dallas, sure the time, I'm, town I'm in now. I'm sure it's not easy. And so, like, look, do they need to communicate clearly ahead of time to allow people to do that? But look, I, I know... Uh, so I know uh, some people who are <clears throat> who are good getting in their RV and traveling up to the Northeast. They want to go to Canada, and they want to travel into Canada. In order to, for that, they have to put together a logistical puzzle to figure out where they're going to get COVID tested. It has to be a certain type of test. It can't just be the easy, cheap one you get at CVS or Walgreens. And they have to have the test 48 hours before they're going to a certain entry point into Canada. And Crossing so over borders is different than going to a show. I understand. In your my, my, Zach, my point <laughs> is things are going to be more complicated right now than normal. Like, so it's just that's but like, that's my to, shade. That's okay. the whole point. I, I I okay. I'm just saying, like, don't expect things to be simple. <laughs> if you if you expect things to be simple, you'll be pissed off at the complications. Other, things are easy. Other events have gone on, have been simple. That's what I'll say. Okay. And look, this particular event, this is the shade I'm throwing the event planners. That's uh, it's directed. It's not a, it's not just shade on just like people that think a certain way. I, that's not the shade. Oh, don't get that misconstrued. The shade is on the event planners for this particular event that forced every single ticket holder after they had spent X amount of dollars three weeks before the show or two weeks before the show informing that you have to have a negative COVID test to get in the door after you had already paid the money. Okay. All right. So does that make sense? Uh, I look, I don't like, does that my doesn't, shade it doesn't make surprise sense? me. You don't have to it agree with it. It doesn't Did surprise you understand me. It? Yeah, sure. It just doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it, so, I mean, I would expect to have, to, if you want to go to a big event, I would expect to have to either get a COVID test or show proof of vaccination, it's not that surprising to me. Uh, so real quick, to wrap up the show, Dustin says, I missed it. Why is Zach back in Dallas? Zach will be in and out of Dallas over the next couple few months uh, as, you know, look, you don't just launch a new business in a different city in, in two weeks. Uh, you definitely have to put a lot more work into that too. So uh, Zach will be back and forth over the next little bit uh, to oh, Dallas. If you I got one more thing. I got one more thing. because I, I and, and then I'll shut up. Fair? Fair? Okay. I, I, I don't – but – I can beat a dead horse. I'll be one more time. Mark brings this up. Absolutely makes sense. It's fraudulent. I did see this. I don't know if you saw this. I don't know whether it's real or not. But in California, there was a ticket receipt to a restaurant, and it had a COVID-19 tax just because. I think that is ridiculous. And I hope to God that that does not seep its way across state lines into other states because that is fraudulent you should not have a COVID-19 tax that's all I have to say all right we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Thursday it's game day for the Vols but the Titans Thursday we'll have to figure out what the plan is uh, on that Thursday but we'll see you guys later on hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday peace out adios